The following contest is scheduled for one fall. I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half man, half monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Hello to all you beautiful sweaty marks out there. This is episode 9 of Snapdragon Duplex. It is the 16th of February and we're talking AW Dynamite. I'm your host, Mikey Mack, and I'm joined by my friend and your favourite co-host, the King of Cam himself, Randy Phil. Randy, how you doing? I'm good, Mikey. How are you keeping it? Ah, I'm alright, mate. I'm alright. Getting a bit bored now with all the lockdown stuff, but what can you do? Ah, well into a year now. I know, fucking hell. You think you'd be used to it by now? Nah, no getting used to this. Hopefully, we get an announcement soon and we can get back to normal anytime. Yeah, here's hoping, mate. Here is hoping. We're going to talk about last week's Dynamite. Uh, the show kicked off with a match between Darby Allen and Joey Janela for the TNT title. You had more store riffraff himself, Joey Janela. Uh, he came into the ring and he was rolling around like a dung beetle. And the bad boy is looking thick these days, Randy. He's starting to look <laughs> more like the dad boy. Oh, yeah. Dad bod. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Darby Allen comes out, he's got noticeably less face paint. Do you think they're slowly transitioning to him not having any paint at all on his face? No idea, but what I did notice was he's got a considerably less sting by his side who is going to keep it a one-on-one match, and he just no-shows. Yeah. So maybe he's stole his face paint and fucked off somewhere. <laughs> uh, again, the TNT title looks better in black, but um, uh, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel. I'm not sure how I feel about Darby laying it down on the floor of the ring and then jumping up the rope. It feels a bit fucking... Like, if you're supposed to be the babyface... I know he's kind of a tweener, but if you're supposed to be a babyface, should, should we not be holding it up high when you're jumping the ropes to kind of, like, elevate the title? Yeah. Just really. show how fucking special it is? Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah. I don't know what his plan is, but he's just... Uh, it is. It's like disrespecting the belt. Maybe he's just yeah. getting a wee bit of heat or something. I guess, after all, he is a fucking hooligan. Was it a hooligan, they said? Yeah. Hooligans... The hooligans, Riff right? Okay. Riff raffs, <laughs> fucking fannies. <laughs> um, I don't have any too many spots uh, for the run up of this match. It got really indies towards the end. There was loads of massive moves, this one after another, one after another. A massive move, then a two count, then a massive move, then a two count, and just remind me of going to indie shows. Darby wins with a coffin drop, which I thought looked crap compared to like he did this like flip over stunner. Like two yeah. minutes beforehand, only got a two count, and that looked amazing. But then the coffin drop just kind of. It's really cool if it comes off somewhere really high, but off the top rope. Do you know what yeah. I mean? What do you think would hurt more? Is the fucking coffin drop or that double foot stomp that they do off the top? If, I mean, if it legit, was real. Yeah, the, if it was real, the double foot stomp would go <clears> right through you. Oh, yeah. If, if, if Finn Balor did a real coup de grace on you, you'd die. But see, with that coffin drop, you've got no control when you're coming off that rope. You're just. It's like a trust fall in it. Yeah, definitely. You're you're hoping the other boy's just in the right. He rolls into the right place, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for the one where he's obviously going to miss it, and uh, the other boy has to actually roll into it, and it's going to look right. hilarious. That that would be the best. I'm just going to start calling him Darby Hardix. He is just like a mini Jeff, isn't he? No, doesn't yes, care yeah. what this spot is, he'll do it. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. Um, it was a good match overall Uh, I think we both predicted this correctly we both said Darby was going to win it was pretty obvious I mean they're not going to give the title to fucking the dad boy are they? nah but this is I think mind when they first started Dynamite did these two not have a few matches and it was always like hardcore styled and then they had the 
barrel cracker barrel match or something. Is oh, that these two? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. So cracker I think this is like the fucking... first match where they've had that's not a hardcore rules, it's their first proper wrestling style match and it was enjoyable. There's a good few spots in it. So yep, yeah, both predicted this correctly and from that I think we're happy to move on. Yeah. Uh, next step was uh John Moxley promo, your usual second segment of an AEW Dynamite show. Yeah, just fucking stick a camera in front of John, he'll give you some good <laughs> shit. You stick a camera in front of him, you stick him in front of a fence. That just seems to be the fucking the formula to get this going. I'm sure he's just like hanging out the back of the warehouse where Sting and Darby <laughs> smash all the windies. You just you hear a smash and he turns around like what the fuck is that? Fucking hooligans. <laughs> So I'm trying to fucking do a promo in front of my pants here, you cunts. <laughs> so last week it looked like he was in front of uh, Area 51. This time it looks like he's in front of a segment of WWE's Red Hell in a Cell. Like the fence is all red. <laughs> and that's the first thing I thought was like, oh no, it's that shitty cell. Oh yeah, that's just an eyesore. Oh no. Do you remember when they had the fucking Hell in a Cell main event and it was like the worst main event ever and it was Seth Rollins versus The Fiend? Inside the Red Hell in a Cell with the red lights... Yeah, and you couldn't see a fucking thing. <laughs> and it went on forever. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and Seth still Rollins... Fucking, yeah, and Seth Rollins won. That's, like, the biggest shit up of it all. Oh, God. I'm not... Like, he won He won because the ref stopped a Hell in a Cell match because it got too violent. Never mind fucking Mankind getting tossed off the cell. That's not too violent. He's getting wheeled out <laughs> in... There's still not declared Undertaker the winner. He's getting wheeled out, and it's just like, oh, what? oh no, here he comes. Here he comes. And then they fucking went through the cell, and his tooth's hanging out his fucking nose. And they're like, yeah, we can we can carry this match on. Yeah, can you stand? You can't stand, but can you kneel? Ah, oh, if you can kneel, yeah. we're, we're still going then. <laughs> Kneeling's just standing on your knees, so yeah, you're standing. No wonder Mankind tried to get a union fucking stable going. For the treatment he's had. I know. I know. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> it, was, it was a typical John Moxley promo. Um, two bad dudes that are going to sucker punch each other until one is dead, dude. Like, it just... I don't know. He's, he's good at promos, but they're all the same. That's kind of yeah. what I'm starting to feel. Yeah. It was just more promoting the fact that he's fighting Kenta for that title on February 26th, which is a mm-hmm. week Saturday, I think. Yep, week Saturday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, then we cut to another backstage segment. It's the inner circle this time. They're all in that wee, their wee room that they all hang out in. And Sammy decides to kick out the rest of the inner circle, except MJF. MJF even turns around to Wardlow and says, nah, you can fuck off as well. And then Sammy's like, no, the cameraman can stay. The cameraman so- stays. <laughs> so then he accuses MJF of trying to take over the inner circle. Uh, to which MGF accuses Sammy of hating Chris Jericho and wanting to take over the inner circle as well. We bit back and forth. Uh, Sammy sarcastically says, yeah, I hate Chris Jericho. And it turns out MGF's been recording it on his phone the whole time. So Sammy smashes the phone and then cunts him in the belly. Like, what is what is the problem with this? Like, there's, there's a camera recording the whole thing. <laughs> like, no, camera, cameraman, you stay. You stay so you get all of this. What? MJF, you're recording me? If only I had proof of this. Ah, fuck it, I'll break your phone. He doesn't need to break the phone, does he? He just needs Uh to take the cameraman to Chris Jericho and be like, yeah, look, I told you he's a cunt. (laughs) That's all it was needed, but nah. Oh, man, I know. I wonder what fucking Chris Jericho was doing during all this, because all his crew were just hanging out there. Jericho was nowhere to be seen. Maybe he was um, up at the Capitol with his wife. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, I seen that the other day as well. (laughs) 
<laughs> Jesus, because the less said about that, the better. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, fuck me. Yeah, so then that segment's finished. The next match is Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson versus Pretty Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. Yeah. So uh, we miss Peter and Cesar's entrance. Uh, and it comes back after the break. Just in time for uh, Cody's big special entrance. Exactly. I know. What a <laughs> bastard. That heel Cody. And I... <laughs> oh, man. So, like, when his end, I know I say this every fucking episode, but when his entrance starts and it starts off all big and amazing and you're like, his song's really cool, and then it cuts to the Snoop Dogg thing. Do you notice the Snoop Dogg bit is quieter than the rest of it? Is it? I didn't even yeah. notice it. I just try and block it out. Oh, I know, it's fucking shame. What's the script with this AEW in the tunnel? Is this a face tunnel and a heel tunnel? So you've ah. got the one on the left, one on the right. Like, they keep talking about it, but I don't pay that much attention when people mention it. And then you've got Cody who comes down the middle in all his glory. That makes sense. I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that. I'm going to write a note down right now to keep an eye on who comes out what tunnel. Oh, we don't see half of the time. Usually they're just in the ring ready to go and we get one oh, entrance. Yeah, I know. I know, I hate that. I do hate that. You get Cody Rhodes coming down with all his grandiose fucking power. you got his wee mate Lee Johnson in a American Nightmare jacket coming down with him as well. And I didn't know who this guy was because I don't watch Dark. Uh, but apparently he's fucking 0 and 29. He's lost every single match he's had. Oof. 29 matches. <clears throat> and they thought, let's let's sign this guy. <laughs> no, well, they, this, this is in AEW. So you're like, you're like did, so it's weird that they've hired this guy to be... The, the complete boy. jobber. Yeah, but like, <laughs> there's like, even even jobbers in WWE get a win now and again. Do you know what I mean? Uh, apart from that one, Kurt Hawkins, I think he went like a hundred uh, loss streak. Yeah, no, that's, that, <laughs> that's true, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, it was a mad one, this match. What have you got for it? What have I got for it? So I've written in a few things. So that Caesar Bononi, he's a fucking unit, isn't he? He's yeah, massive. He's a massive. Con- I noticed him, was it last week? Was last week the Lumberjack match? Yes. I think I've seen him... Out the out in the lumberjacks about there, I thought that is just a massive cunt. Mm-hmm. And then here we go. This week he's in in the match now, and and you can see when he's like up against people because Cody looks like how how tall do you reckon Cody is? Like six foot one, something like that. I think he's taller, six four, six five. I think he's that tall. Could be well wrong. I think he is. <clears throat> okay, but well, I mean, like, I mean, even six one. I mean, me and you are quite short. But when oh. you meet someone six one, you're like they're they're, they're 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 decent size. And then when you're muscling that as well, you look like a unit. You know what I mean? And yeah. Cesar Bononi just so, made him look like a fucking Wayne. Six two, he's built it, so you're close enough. Oh, I don't know what it is, mate. It must just be a hidden talent of mine. <laughs> don't look, look at wrestlers and go, yeah, he must be about. Yeah. Six two. Did you notice that Cesar Bononi had one of those like gangster belly tattoos as well? I couldn't read it because I didn't get a chance, but not a gang. <laughs> My question for you is: if you had to get a gangster belly tattoo, what would you say? Oh, KYT, kick with young team, back to the old school days. <laughs> <laughs> Never get a ride again. <laughs> What about you? Have you got a gangster one? No, but if, if I was going to get one, I, th- I think, think I, I can't think of anything. I'd probably just write belly on it and, <laughs> and just, be like, just be like, yeah, it's ironic, you know what I mean? Nah, <laughs> the best one I saw was Batista. See, like, the sun thing around his. Just like, what the hell? Oh, oh no, yeah. I know, it's horrible, isn't it? Oh, mate. So I've got um, Lee Johnson. He actually moves really well in the ring. He goes for a super kick to Peter Avalon's stomach. And it was a bit low. It definitely booted him in the boss. Maybe it was dead on target. Um, yeah, maybe it was. Maybe <laughs> that was the whole point of it. So then, a bit of a stramash. Lee Johnson wins with a roll-up, and the camera pans to Cody on the outside, who's fucking raging. 
but he didn't get the win. Oh, yeah, that heel cunt Cody. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the slow burn heel turn, isn't it? Ah, uh, I think so, but it just seemed like a really weird end for the match, because what, what even happened again? It was like, ah, uh, the heel Caesar in fucking Pretty Peter had the upper hand, and then Cody just, like, throws Caesar out the ring, does he? No, Caesar throws Cody out the ring, and then he hits a big slam on Lee Johnson, you think, oh, that... That could be the end here. And then Cody yeah. the Cunt just pulls Caesar out the ring as if it's fuck all. Yeah. Peter Avalon goes for like a double curb stomp and Lee Johnson just mm-hmm. backs out the way and goes for a shite roll-up. Shite roll-up win. Yeah, it was... To be honest, the whole match was a bit fucking... I just wasn't into it. And yeah. the, the the ending was crap. The, the only thing I liked about it was the camera panning straight onto Cody raging and I like I, I, I liked that yeah there was a rumour that uh, during the match Cody got hit with a pump handle slam and it fucked up his arm but it might just be bullshit work oh, okay. so I don't know if that maybe played a part to it and why it just seemed like a weird finish would you see that see it on reddit yeah that's where I got all my news reddit <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no interruptions from Jade or from Shaq nah, uh, so we didn't get that right yeah, well, we both thought it was going to be a screw finish. Uh, Every match, I think, is going to be a screw finish. And I, <laughs> you're right, though. You said it last week. They don't go for screw finishes, so I don't know nah. why we keep fucking yeah. guessing a screw finish. Like, eventually, we'll get it right. Yeah, I mean, like, we've we've definitely been brainwashed by WWE, haven't we? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, there was no interruptions. Cody won, so I got this one right, mate. I believe you said that uh, you thought that due to a screw finish that Bononi and Avalon were going to win. Yeah, always go for a screw finish, but nah, wrong again. It was a clean pin by Lee Johnson, picking up the win for him and Cody, and then they had the wee interview afterwards, eh? Yeah, yeah, that was when they said that uh, Lee Johnson was 0-29, and was his record up until now, so now he's 1-29. 1-29. <laughs> Did you notice after it he was thanking all the coaches? No, I didn't. He was running through thanking all the coaches, thanking Cody, Dustin, Arn Anderson, even Brandy. And you've got QT Marshall stood right behind him, like in camera shot, and he just doesn't mention him. And QT's just like, what the fuck? Even Brandy gets a shout out, and I'm stood here like a tit. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's funny, man. So I wonder if that's just like one of these wee slide digs and we'll get a match somewhere down the line, or he just fucked up and forgot, and QT is pissed off about it. Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past AEW to be like, if enough people notice that, for them to be like, fuck, I would just roll with that, even yeah. if it wasn't the original plan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're good at uh, working on the fly. Yeah, definitely. So after this match, uh, we got a promo, a backstage segment with uh, Young Bucks. The Young Bucks, they're pissed off that the Good Brothers distracted them in the Battle Royal at the beach break, and that caused them to get eliminated. And the good brothers are just using their usual, like, it's okay, man, it's cool, you're angry at the wrong dudes, man. Just being total lads about it. <laughs> it's like it's like they're just so ingrained to WWE, they're like, hey, man, everyone wins and loses, it doesn't fucking mean anything. <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, it's fucking true, it doesn't mean anything, because this is when they said, right, next week we'll just pick who are defending the tag titles against. Yeah, I know. I know, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it was here, they picked Santana and Ortiz, wasn't it? So mm-hmm. they lose the match where they can pick who they want to fight, and then they say, nah, we'll pick who we're fighting anyway, fuck it. We're the we're running AEW. Yeah, fucking hell. So hold on, if, I mean, it's not going to happen, but if Santana and Ortiz win next week, does that mean Santana and Ortiz are fighting MJF and Jericho at Revolution? Yeah, I think so. If if they get the win, it'll be a long shot. 
But yeah, I think that's what it'll lead to. Okay, right. Yeah, so what do you make of this rivalry? Do you think this is going to culminate in anything good, the Good Brothers and Young Bucks? Nah, I think they're, they're all going to make up before we get a big fight and there'll be one faction, then it'll be a, a few months of teasing it and then, like, December time, we'll get the big payoff for it all. Yeah. Towards the end, they were wanting to do the two sweet, weren't they? And Matt Jackson was yeah. like, nah, mate, fucking Sting's over there. We'll get that kind of traumatic flashbacks <laughs> for WCW days and the Wolfpack. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I, I, th- I, I hope you're right, man. I hope that they do kind of do the slow build. They bring him in as a faction. I mean, yeah. they've done the... They've kind of laid the groundwork already. They've kind of done the foreshadowing of we don't really get along. But, like, if you get them to get along for long enough then you can always do that as a callback of like, well, we never fucking got on, so why why are you surprised that we broke up? Yeah, unless you think maybe the Young Bucks will go over to Impact and fight fight them for the belts for some reason, but I can't see they'll do much crossing over since they've started it now, haven't they? With, yeah. They had the private party over. I don't think it'll be that regular or that often we get a crossover with them. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think right now they're doing the New Japan thing with yeah. Kenta. What do you think happens there? I know, I know this is a bit kind of jumping the gun here but what but we're on it now and it's not going to be that relevant so what so what do you think happens do you think kenta wins the u.s belt off of moxley um nah i think moxley will win and then kenta will just come back to AEW and fuck him up a bit more just to get more okay. eyes looking everywhere for like um new japan impact AEW. just get more people watching see who's going to jump who where and when right okay was um when when is uh moxley's baby due is it not soon um when did they announce it was it like Back in December or something? Was it Revolution? Something. No, Revolution. When he fought uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah. When yeah. was that? November or December time? Yeah, some, Yeah, it was the back end of last year anyway. Yeah, so I think maybe summer this year. Okay, well that gives them enough time to kind of get this feud finished with Moxley and that and then... Write him off for a bit. Yeah, with Omega and all that. Yeah, anyway, um, I, I, I kind of feel like maybe maybe he'll lose the belt to Kenny. Oh, yeah. But maybe he'll lose the belt to Kenta by fucking Kenny Omega and all that interrupting. Fucking up again. Well, he's yeah. part of he's part of a club, isn't he, Kenta? He's one of the Bullet Club or Kenta Club or yeah. Go to Seep Club or whatever fucking club they are. Yeah. <laughs> ah, he's Bullet Club. And Moxley doesn't do clubs. So they'll all just fucking gang up on him and just get him to lose everything. Lose that belt. Lose yeah. any match he might have with Kenny Omega. Just fuck him up. Yeah, yeah. Then kayfabe injure him and write him off for a while that'll do that's us just sorted it oh. out for them <laughs> so last week we were um, fixing WWE and today we fixed AEW so that's there us done that's us done that's our job it. just, just need episode. to tag them yeah sorted <laughs> <laughs> yeah so next had a backstage segment Hangman Adam Page Hangman says he doesn't want to be in a tag team with big money Matt Hardy so Matt Hardy's still grooming him though taking him to a bar, paying his tab all night. Yeah, because that's what you do. When somebody says no, you just fucking feed them a drink until you get the yes. <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> awful, isn't it? He's, he's fucking... So he's paying his tab all night. He's got the dressing room, no strings attached, a big dirty van with free Jack Daniels spray painter on the side. He's got the whole <laughs> shebang. <laughs> what do you mean, though? Look at, look at all this stuff I've done for you. You need to give me a yes hang, man. <laughs> So, I mean, we'll just jump to it because fuck it. We, 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 they have a segment later on where they're in the bar getting smashed and Hangman ends up agreeing to get Big Money Matt as his manager. 30% of his wages. He signs a contract and Matt Hardy turns to the camera and he breaks the fourth wall and he's like, I just need you here because 
we need to make sure that there's video evidence of this because he's going to be pissed. Yeah, but Matt doesn't even look back at it, I'm guessing, from what's happening. Yeah. Because you've got... Hangman just fucking throws that contract away, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And he's got he's got his own one. So what do you think's in Hangman's contract? I don't know. Do you think it might be Matt's earnings? Or do you think he might be fighting Matt? Like, what, what, what do you think will be happening? I don't... I think it's just got to be, like, a pure fuck-up. Something in the contract that's just got to piss Matt Hardy off more than anything. Mm-hmm. don't know if it'll be, like... Hangman calls in Matt to do whatever matches he wants. Any match that he doesn't fancy, just calls Matt in. You're taking it. You're taking the loss, mate. <laughs> It'll be something oh, shite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I, 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 hope, I hope they do something interesting with it. It's actually something I'm interested to see what happens, so that's always a good thing. Yeah, I'll be happy to see where this one goes anyway, how they'll go with private party, if they'll be involved with it at all, or just fuck them off, mm-hmm. keep it all separate. Yeah. Just big pimp Matt running in the background. I know. <laughs> you think private party would be involved somehow. Yeah. They're so tied to Matt Hardy right now, so... Or maybe he's just released Private Party from the contract. He's released him and he's took on Adam Page and he's just fucked his cell now. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe Adam Page's contract says that the Private Party would no longer work for him. Oh, that would be good. Although I don't think they've built up enough tension between Private Party and Matt Hardy yet to do that, really. Nah, well, he's getting them the wins, isn't he? So do you think they would want mm-hmm. to hang about? Yeah, the next match, it's... Pack versus Beedolf, your B-Dolf. man Ryan Nemeth. Yeah, well, we've no fucking Luther this time round, so I'll take Beedolf as my man for the night. <laughs> yeah, how how upset are you on a scale of one to ten that there's no Luther? I'm, I'm pretty this, upset this week, this week because uh, this is the week where we're live. We've got me and you talking together rather than reacting, and no fucking Luther to help us no out. No Luther. Oh, I know Luther is just he's a fucking well of content. That's the problem. Yeah, disappointed there. But we've got we've got the man. We've got Beedolf, Ryan Nemeth. And we've got your man Pack the Bastard. Oh, Pack the Bastard. So Pack have you noticed that Pack just moves like a fucking supervillain out of Marvel or something? Yeah, like he just got so much speed, so much power. He's vicious and he's and he's so nimble. It's like when he runs up the ropes, it's almost like he floats up there. Do you know what I mean? It's bizarre. Yeah. It's like, I've I've wrote down here that he just absolutely dominated this match and mm-hmm. see for this size difference. I'm not even mm-hmm. sure how tall fucking Ryan Nemeth is, but it looked as though there was a good size difference and Pac just made it look as though it was fucking nothing for him. Yeah, yeah, I know. See, uh, he was so he was dominating. I, I wrote the exact same words. He was absolutely dominating. Uh, but then he takes a DDT. Yeah, I've got that. It's like a jump and stalled DDT thing. Yeah. And he sells it like he's been struck by lightning. Yeah, it looked horrible. It looked like a spike DDT or something. I love the way Pac sells. He honestly just... I, I don't know. He, he always looks like he's snapped his neck in half every time he takes <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Pac just fucking overpowers him at almost every junction. And then cinches in the Brutalizer. Does a Black Arrow, sorry, then he cinches in a Brutalizer. Yeah, just insult to injury. Oh, no, they zoom in on his face and he's just... Gurning like an ekidah, <laughs> he looks fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a, uh, if you got Dolph Ziggler on like Instagram or anything, no, I stopped following everyone on my personal Instagram because I kept getting everything spoiled for me. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler, true Big Brother fashion. See the mm-hmm. when they've got the close up, a uh, Ryan Nemeth out cold. Yep. He's just that as his profile picture now on everything. <laughs> just absolutely ripping the piss out of him. <laughs> what a prick! Yeah, loved it. Adolf. <laughs> <laughs> He'll always be the Adolf. So what do you make of this match? 
uh, like I said, I enjoyed the match. It was just showing off Pac being an absolute brutalising bastard. No matter who he's going up against, what size, he can take control. So I think this was just a, a wee in-between match for him until after the Revolution pay-per-view and we'll get him built up for a feud for the next pay-per-view following. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. The wee tune-up match. Yeah. We both enjoyed the match, though, didn't we? Was a, yeah, yeah. Well, you will. Yeah. Pac wins. Everybody loves the match. Everybody loves Pac. <laughs> that led us to the Inner Circle segment. So it was backstage, MGF telling Jericho that Sammy's uh, fucked him up, smashed his phone, all the rest of it. Uh, then they decided to If come only to the they had like a camera to show him like, <laughs> to prove to him that Sammy broke his phone. Like, it would make life so much easier for them. I know, I know. If only, if only there was <sighs> video evidence of what really happened. Bastard, we'll never know the truth. We'll never know the truth. That's the problem. It's just Sammy's word against MJF's word. <laughs> um, so yeah, they so MJF's ribs are all tied up as uh, taped up as well. It's total overkill. Brilliant. MJF and Jericho as they're coming to the ring, they're just billed as MJF and Jericho still. I don't know why they're not billed as their tag name, the Malibu Stasis, but ah uh, yeah, what can you do? Must be copyright infringement or something. We must have that trademarked somewhere. Yeah, it must be. It must be. Um, a a macaronian's not wanting to license the Simpsons to them. <laughs> and then um, they claimed come out doing their usual rap, slagging each other off, just trying to bury whoever's in the ring. I fucking yeah. love these guys, man. I fucking love them. But was this just like bad guys versus bad guys for this match, or was the claim supposed to be faces for it? I don't know because they got booed as soon as they came out. Everyone was booing them until they rip into MJF. Then everybody loves them again. Yeah, no. Does um, does I guess Jericho's kind of a face, even though he's a heel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like nobody wants to boo Jericho anymore. No, no. And every every time he comes out and everyone's singing his song and all that, that's that that's a babyface entrance. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I think you just sing it because it's ingrained into you now. You don't want to sing it; you just have to. It's a reflex. No. <laughs> they claimed it out. Uh, MGF starts hitting back with them on the microphone oh no sorry I tell a lie it's like a backstage segment the wee promo they cut and they've kind of overlapped it over the, the what's on screen yeah so it's like a here's one we done earlier kind of thing and MGF announces that he's only 24 years old what the fuck, fuck? off he's so Isn't young he? oh, he's yeah. 24 aye and then I googled it he's 24 what a bastard <laughs> but actually gets me really excited because you think he's still at the start of his career do you know what I mean like he's got yeah so much longer to go. Yeah. 24, that is mad. I think Especially the way he like, works. Yeah. That's it. Work he, smart, you'll be in it for years. I know. So, I mean, he could he could be there for another 20 years, really. Realistically. Uh, I don't know if I can deal with a shit heel for another 20 years. It'll just wind <laughs> me up. I'll just get more and more pissed off, but I'll need to watch more. <laughs> Spots from this match that I liked... Um, MGF had like a body stretch on uh, Max Caster and he was leaning back with his hand out and Jericho was pulling his arm to apply more pressure. Yeah. So when Aubrey Edwards no- noticed it uh, and fucking was like, here, go fucking stop doing that. He's like, oh yeah, stop. And he did it again. So when she noticed it the second time, she kicked MGF's arm to break the hold, which I'm like, you've just interfered in your own match. Surely you should be disqualified. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Did she forget what her job was? I know. <laughs> like you need to referee the match here, just disqualify. 
put a count and I just <laughs> nah, I just fucking kick them. My match, my rules. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Fair enough. I won't fuck Can you well. Imagine if you're watching football. Imagine watching football and um one guy is like totally obstructing another guy and the ref just comes over and hacks him. He's like, yeah, that's what you get for fucking <laughs> We want a fair match here. <laughs> 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 the guy's got off on a stretcher. He's <laughs> giving him a yellow as he's going off. So yeah, there was another moment uh, towards the end. You had Max Caster smashes Chris Jericho with a boombox and gets a two count. Uh, then the inner circle just interfere and start fucking everything up to get uh, get the distraction. Jericho hits the Judas effect for the wind. For the wind? For the win. For the win. Um, um, <laughs> I think I said that uh, Jericho was going to get the pin as well. Yeah, you did, yeah. And, uh, and um, I can't remember. Did you did you say they claimed we're gonna win? Yeah, cause I just uh, I just like going with outside bet. Yeah, well, that's good. I like that. The fucking who has a boombox anyway these days? Why is he bringing a boombox to the fucking ring? <laughs> that's like the only thing that pissed me off here. You've got you've got an arena filled with the filled with fucking sound equipment, and you bring a boombox to the ring. He brings a boombox with the wired mic, and he's got wireless headphones. so if your boombox has wireless capacity why do you have a wired mic it's like sensory overload for the ears (laughs) I need to do noise cancelling on my headphones so I can hear my boombox and nothing else (laughs) (laughs) oh man so the match is over the inner circle is celebrating in the ring and where the fuck's Sammy oh there the fuck's Sammy Sammy enters and leaves He's gone. He's left he's in a circle. Yeah. And this is when they said, oh, he's leaving through the face tunnel. I'm like, there's a face tunnel? I just thought there was tunnels. Did they? Or, or did the commentators say that? Yeah, I think that's what they said. That's what uh, clicked eventually for me after like a year of this arena. It's like, ah, oh, so oh they've, they've got dedicated sites of there. That's why there's two tunnels. It's like, when you said it, I thought it was like a Reddit theory, but no. Fucking hell, it's, it's, it's a real deal. I noticed at the NC when we had the Kenny Omega match. Yeah. Well, the big fucking four-way tornado tag. You had the sweeper girls coming out the face tunnel and Omega coming out the heel tunnel. It's like, yeah, makes perfect sense now. Uh, Everybody loves yeah, the girls. Yeah, that makes sense. And I- <laughs> <laughs> All they're doing is tidying the place up. Yeah. You can't call him a heel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sammy, he's fucked off within our circle. He says to Jericho, I warned you, any more shit with MJF and I'm out. He's yeah. gone. Uh, he said he's, and then uh, he's getting caught up outside um, by what's his name, Alex Marvez. Alex Marvez, Marvez catches him outside and says, uh, "What's happening, mate?" And he's just basically like, "Look, I'm over this. I need some time off." So, do you think he's taking a break? Well, and again on fucking Reddit, he was supposed to be going to Impact for a bit of cross promotional work, but that's all fell through now. Apparently, mm. he didn't like what Impact were writing for him. But he did show up and he says, look, I'll do it, but I don't want to do it. And they said, no, if you don't want to do it, we don't want you here. And apparently that's, uh, that's gave him like backstage bother with Impact and with AEW. But I think it's came out since saying AEW don't have bother with Sammy Guevara because he said he doesn't want to do it, but he still came to do it. So yeah. I think this was them going to write him off for a couple of weeks to let him go to Impact. So if he's fucked okay. that off, I don't know if they'll bring him back straight away now. Or if they'll give it a couple of weeks. Yeah, I hope they... I never knew all that, but I mean, I hope... If, if he's not going to impact, I still hope he gets a couple of weeks off. I think it would serve the story well to for him to disappear for a wee bit. 
Yeah, well, the biggest disappointment of it all is with no more Sammy Hager. Oh, uh, I know, I like the Sammy Hager. But there'll be no more cameos from real Sammy Hager. Yeah, what I'm hoping is we get Hager-Wardlow, just two big bastards. That would be quite good, actually. We just need to see if they can take their eyes off each other long enough to do a match. Do you think they fancy each other? Maybe, maybe that's what they're going to do. With they're going for a out of the box gay angle here between yep. Wardlow and Hager. We're gonna get a Billy and Chuck scenario. And get gay <laughs> <wedding>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just anything to get that creepy sinister minister back. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. And then the next segment was a segment we've already talked about about uh, Matt Hardy and Hangman Page in the bar. Uh, we've mentioned all that hangman switching out the contracts and all the rest of it the only other thing i've got to write is there was not one mask in sight in that bar and there was not two meters distance do you know what i mean yeah it's aw they just corona doesn't apply to them anymore no they've they've Corona's... just written it out all together it was a corona work. is yeah corona's a work it's an <laughs> absolute work <laughs> it's a uh... in kayfabe corona no longer exists yeah that's fine. If it tunes me out for a couple hours a week, I'll accept it now. <laughs> yeah, next segment, it's uh, Tony the Shagger, and he's having an interview with Sting. So as soon as they start chatting, Team Taz interrupt on the Titan Tron, and they're going on about how... Oh, just giving it the usual kind of snash, and it turns out they've got Darby in a body bag tied to the back of their car, and they start dragging him across the car always has this body bag? Oh. <laughs> why are they why are they dragging him across the fucking hang drawn and quarter in the cunt yeah they're just wanting to make it a two on one for a revolution <laughs> so then Sting sees it and he starts running after them because if if there's anything we know about fucking 55 year old men it's that How fast even if you run. give yeah it's even if you give a car a head start <laughs> you'll still catch up to oh. it <laughs> oh my like Sting just totally fucked up all his plans for this week. He says, I'll be with Darby, so it's a fair one-on-one match. Doesn't show up for the match. Probably doesn't see him all night. And then, I don't know what's happening. Like, Darby's had his shower, he's walking with his belt. Has he got the body bag? He used to always have it, didn't he? His body bag and his skateboard. Yeah, I think think that's how he gets on planes. He just goes in the body bag and goes in the fucking hole. (laughs) And then, (laughs) are are Team Taz still barred for the arena? So, are they just hanging about outside... Like a bunch of creeps with shirtless, uh, shirtless Brian Cage, waiting for Darby <laughs> to come out and jump him. <laughs> yeah, I think they're camping. I <laughs> know, <sighs> oh, man, it's fucking. Uh, so a couple more weeks of this, anyway. Yeah, but they've uh, reiterated the point that there's going to be the street fight: Sting and Darby versus Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but it's Team Taz, it's a street fight, it's a cinematic match, it's going to be, we're pretty sure. Um, uh, like, why, why did they even make it an effort of saying Brian Cage and Ricky Starks? Because you know they're all getting involved. Oh yeah, oh yeah, there's no way that it's just going to be those two. They should have just made it like Team Taz versus Darby and Sting and done it like pure Batman style, where the two creeps are hiding out in the shadows and just take them out <laughs> one by one, and you've got like Taz pissing his cell. <laughs> They might do that. <laughs> do you that know, would, you know that would make all of this worth it. Do you know what I'm thinking? I think Go there's going to be cameos in that match for uh, Sting and Darby's side. 
some WCW fucking legends or something. Some of DDP. them stings past. I, I just DDP. love it when DDP shows up. Yeah, me too. Have you ever done DDP yoga? I tried it, but it's like fucking 40 minutes of video. Like, yeah. Can I be asked? Me and the missus were doing it. It's fucking hard, man. Is it? Yeah, well, like, they, they, they do, like, this one where you got to, like, you, it teaches you the moves. And that's all it is. It's just to teach you the moves. And we did it, and I was sweating buckets. And he's like, <laughs> right, and now you're ready to try one of the actual videos. I was like, well, that wasn't actually a workout. That was just him showing us the moves. <laughs> just a demonstration. <laughs> I'm just covered oh, in sweat. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, well. Hopefully it's DDP. It could be anyone, man. It could. I'm trying to think who else would even. Uh, just as long as it's not fucking Kevin Nash or someone like that. I was man. going to say Holland Nash. I know. I hope not. Raven, Raven and the flock. Yeah, Raven and the flock. Goldberg. I'm, I'm guessing Goldberg. He'll end up putting his fucking head through one of their windies. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be a real window in that way. The sugar glass ones. Yeah, I know. Just I know. wipe his cell out straight away. I just can't have Goldberg wrestle anyone who's under 40 ever again. <laughs> oh, sorry, over 40. Over 40. Yeah. After after he almost killed The Undertaker. Well, yeah, the two of them nearly killed each other, I think, after the match. Oh, man. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Yeah, and that's why he's on the list of bills I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next segment, it was Kenny Omega playing golf with uh, Starfish Island Don Callis. Yeah. So, Alex Marvez turns up at the golf course, as you do. Like he's, he's just having a busy one, isn't he? He's just everywhere the day. <laughs> but this was obviously filmed earlier on, so we've gone from like a backstage promo where Darby Allen's getting dragged behind a car in the dark, and then all of a sudden it's the fucking bright sunny day on a golf course. <laughs> just playing golf, and it's like, I know, it's like, okay, cool, right, sound. So Kenny's chipping a ball out the sand. Uh, and then he chips the ball in. The only thing that's noteworthy here is uh, it goes onto the green. Don Callis very obviously kicks it into the hole for him yeah. when he's not looking. And he's like, good hey, job, Kenny. Good job, yeah. son. <laughs> oh. I was trying um, to work out who is it that was with him. I think it was that Michael Nakazawa. Oh, maybe, he had yeah. Caddy as well, didn't he? I was trying to work it out, but yeah, I reckon it'll be him. That's uh, Kenny's whipping boy. Yeah, his young boy. His young boy. But uh, this fucking this party it just made no sense. All it was was Kenny bigging himself up again, wasn't it? I don't need to yeah. train for the match. I'm already fucking fourteen and or something. Some shit. It was just for Kenny bigging up his own ego. Yeah, pretty much, mate. Mm. It's 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 suiting his character, isn't it? Yeah. Just making me hate it more. It's <laughs> working. <laughs> yeah. So then that led into a women's championship eliminator match. It was. Lena Hirsch, legit Lena Hirsch, yeah, the four foot wonder and uh, Thunder Rosa, <laughs> and um, it was a good match. I thought there was some nice mat wrestling, uh, some good sequences, and Thunder Rosa won. So I thought that was all pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, I liked the match. It was just one of them because it was an eliminator match. There wasn't much interest in going to it other than who's winning to progress. Yeah, yeah. see for like future women's matches and that they can build up all these stories and I think these two would have a really good rematch if it was a if there was something related to it other than just getting through for a tournament match yeah I agree I agree which is good I mean that's the good thing about tournaments isn't it is that you get to mix and match and you see matchups that you've never seen before matchups that you've always wanted to see and 
you can build up feuds off the back of it, hopefully, so. Mm-hmm. I've got a note here that fucking that Layla Hirsch, she's just like fucking Johnny Silver, isn't she? Just a wee person strong as fuck. Just a wee strong boy. A, a wee strong lass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, she's fucking strong. It's all in the thighs. It's oh, all in the yeah. thighs, mate. So that leads us to Jungle Boy's backstage promo. And the only thing that's worth mentioning in this promo is he wants to make Dax his bitch. Yeah. So don't kink shame him. Don't kink shame him. I know what you're like. I think it's Tony. I think Con- Tony's just the one that's wanting to get all this kink shit in. <laughs> it's like, make him your bitch. Make him your young boy. Tell him you're going to whip his ass. Beat his ass. strings attached. <laughs> Beat his ass. Just come into my locker room, Matt, and have all this alcohol. Drink yourself silly. I remember sign a contract. Sign a contract. <laughs> I can't get in trouble if you sign a contract. Is that a consensual contract? Yeah, well. <laughs> that leads us to the main event of the, the evening. The stromage of stromages. Oh, absolute stromage. All Stromash wrestling. We got Kenny Omega and Kenta versus John Moxley and Lance Archer, and this was fucking great. I thought. Yeah, it was just it was hectic start to finish. So many spots. Mm-hmm. So many. I mean, I'll I'll say what I remember. You say what you remember. Let's let's get as many of these down as we can. Yeah, crack on. So, so. Um, the announcers mention, uh, we mentioned it earlier on as well, Kenta is a member of the Bullet Club, which is why it kind of makes sense that Kenny would want a team with him. So everyone makes their entrances. John Moxley comes to the ring with that absolutely stunning IWGP US title belt. It's fucking gorgeous. It does, It looks the, fantastic, doesn't it? I know. Their, their belts are the best belts in the world, I think. They're just massive, prestigious-looking things. Is that that one's got the red strap, isn't it? But not a that, TNT that, that red. red. Yeah, no, you're right. But like the TNT, I think it was the size of the TNT that made it look shit. Yeah, because like this, this is was so just big. a nice looking belt. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess the other thing with TNT is that it's got a fucking uh, TV networks logo on it. It's like <laughs> if we had the BBC Championship and had the BBC yeah. logo on it, you'd be like, "Well, that's wank." <laughs> Doesn't matter how cool it looks. <laughs> What if AEW gets bought over by Pornhub or something? We've got to have a Pornhub <laughs> title. <laughs> G- give it to Peter Avalon and his wee sex bed. <laughs> oh, man, we'll get to the sex bed. Um, <laughs> so, I, I noticed throughout this match, Lance Archer and John Moxley have like surprisingly good chemistry with each other. They're really working as a team. Yeah. But they both got that kind of like, they both got a similar kind of uh, attire and all that. So they look kind of like they've been out in the Mad Max desert for fucking 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Just just got a portal back to normality. (laughs) And that's where they are when they're in front of all their fences. I mean, Lance Archer's in front (laughs) of his fires. Just in the wasteland. Ah, in fact, that's right, Lance Archer. He's another one that just likes hiding about in, where is it? Where does he even go? It's like fucking back alleys with rain and stuff, isn't it? I know, and um, campfires out in the middle of the fucking forest and stuff like that. <laughs> With Jake the Snake up close going like, Lance's gonna kill you. <laughs> like, okay, thanks, Absolutely Jake. fuck that. See if you were the cameraman for AEW, you're like, right, we need to go shoot a promo. Ah, who, who's it for? Lance Archer. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck's sake, man. Fuck. Do, you know how hard, do you know how hard it is to find that cunt in the middle of the desert? <laughs> like, I'm going to have to go buy new boots the last time I fucking <laughs> lost a welly. <laughs> 
who's this week? Oh, it's thing in Derby in a warehouse. Like, ah, oh, can I get like a bulletproof vest or something? It's just dodgy. I need gloves for all the fucking broken glass. <laughs> I need PPE to go and shoot a promo with AW. Fuck. Uh, another spot we had John Moxley and Kenta were standing on top of a steel table on wheels in the kitchen and yeah, the refs, the refs holding <laughs> the table steady <laughs> uh. it was so dumb I was fucking pissed myself I, I couldn't I wasn't even watching what they were doing I was just laughing at the ref just watching the ref yeah. holding it and like seeing the panic in his face every time it shifted and he's absolutely shit himself is it the Marvel movie where it's was it Captain America or something he's like holding the helicopter in a building or some shit yeah. like that <laughs> Like, that's just all I had was this ref trying to hold these two little tables together. <laughs> I was fucking funny, man. Did you notice that John Moxley, he just loves a kendo stick? He was, he was all over a kendo stick, wasn't he? He fucking loves a kendo stick, man. Loves a potato as well. Oh, he loves a potato, aye. The potatoes were good. I like that spot. You <laughs> Backstage in the kitchen... And he finds a box of potatoes and starts fucking lamping guns of potatoes. Well, that was it. Kenta hid in a submission, didn't he? On Moxley yeah. after the table spot. And mm. then Lance Archer just comes and throws a box of potatoes at him. That's what it was. Mate, if you're, if you're in the kitchen, go for a knife. That'll fucking stop the match. <laughs> no DQ, by the way. Just stab <laughs> the gun. No, no, I'll get the, get the potatoes. It's like mind in scary movie where she runs past the knife, the gun, the grenade and picks up the banana. Yeah. yeah. You run past all this kitchen stuff, the knife, the, knife, the mallet, all of that. Nah, nah, potatoes. <laughs> oh, that's fucking true. Then like John Moxley picks up a single potato after it. Like, yeah, yeah. fuck it, I'm using this as well. It seems to work. <laughs> So there was a spot where um <laughs> oh god I fucking pissed myself. There was a spot where um they're in the crowd and the crowd of wrestlers and pretty Peter Avalon is lying on his sex bed, and Kenta takes fucking great. He's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's pissed off with Peter Avalon. <laughs> yeah, he picks him up and he's gonna hit him and go to sleep. They're they're wanting to do a move to somebody on the bed. They're surrounded by concrete. Yeah. Why are you wanting to do it on the bed? That's like the softest fucking spot there. Do it on the concrete. That's the thing. Like he 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 picks him up with a go to sleep, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be funny. He's gonna do a go to sleep, and he's gonna land on the bed asleep, and everyone's gonna be like, oh, he really put him to sleep, right? Uh, I was like, well, here we go, mate, dumb wrestling. Missed it. And then he missed it. He fucking hit the go to sleep onto the concrete. I'm like, you missed out on the best fucking joke of the whole match. Where were you last week when they were thinking of this shit? Oh, no, man. I know, but then like I saw it, and I was like. Oh, this is obvious, but it's going to be funny. But then they didn't do it. Maybe maybe because it was too obvious, I don't know. I didn't even think about it, but yeah, missed opportunity. Um, So there was one point where there was a really close two count, right? And JR said, that's as close as 19 is to 20, which sounds really <laughs> clever. But what he's really saying is, that's as close as two is to three. Do you know what I mean? Like every yeah. fucking two count ever. <laughs> it, it's the next number. And it's the next number, mate. You're right, it is. Two is as close to three as 19 is to 20. <laughs> so the good brothers come out. They take out Jake the Snake, the bastards. Yeah, this is what I've got for your uh, your end. Insert typical AEW stromage to end the show. Yeah, it was the most typical stromage of all time. All stromage wrestling. We love it. 
Well, I love it. I don't know if yeah. you love it. I love it. Uh, uh, so Kenny's going to hit... Uh, he hits Lance Archer with a V-trigger. He's going to hit him with a one-winged angel. Uh, can't lift him because he's too big. So the Good Brothers help him lift massive him. Massive cunt. I know. But then uh, he's got him in the electric chair position. He hits the one-winged angel and he wins. And I thought it was a fucking great match. Yeah, loved the match. There was one spot that I've got that you've missed out on was... Um, Kenny Omega and John Moxley were fighting out at the timekeeper's table. Yeah. Which is just outside the ring, and then Lance Archer and Kenta were up at the announcer's table on the stage above. Yeah. And Lance Archer was trying to powerbomb Kenta through the table. Kenta reverses it, or like struggles out, and then just like runs past Lance Archer, jumps mm-hmm. off the stage, and does the coup de gras to John Moxley on the timekeeper's table. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, like that's the one that would kill you. Oh, yeah. Unless it was a coffin drop. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I was thinking? Was, have we ever seen anyone put someone through the announce table in AW? Um, I don't think so. Probably because all the announcers are old as fuck, man. They wouldn't be able to move in time. I know. Well, you get you get it every week on WWE and it's getting a bit stale, so it's <laughs> yeah. kind of interesting that... Well, you were getting it every week with fucking Nia Jax. Was it Nia Jax? Yeah. yeah. And Lana, nine weeks in a row or something. I don't know what WWE are thinking when they just bury some. They literally bury someone every week, bury them, bury them, bury them, and then they get their own back with one victory. And you're supposed to think that they won the feud. Yeah, it's it's goldfish booking again, isn't it? Ah, oh, I know, I know it is. Yeah. So yeah, great match. Uh, good show actually. I thought. All yeah. In all. Yeah, good show all round. It was there wasn't that many matches, was there? Maybe four matches. A lot of backstage stuff. A lot of backstage stuff. But yeah, fucking matches, I really enjoyed them all. Yeah, me too. Um, I think it shows that you maybe maybe you don't need as much wrestling every week if you've got... It's it's quality over quantity, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is good, because I think, I, think I think that's the main WWE problem, is that there's too much. Yeah, too much, and it's the same matches every week, isn't it? Week in, week out. Just a yeah. slight, slight change. Or, nah, you get so fed up with it so easily. Whereas AEW, they've got this massive, not as big as WWE's roster, but they've got a healthy roster, and they can just change yeah. people in and out, and it makes sense because they've got the rankings as well. Yeah. Now you've got the Impact guys and the New Japan guys. Yeah, it is, it's good. I like I like that whole thing of you don't know who's going to show up. Yeah. Well, who is going to show up? Who's next? Have you got anybody that you're wanting to see? Maybe someone else from New Japan. I don't even know New Japan guys. Oh, Jay White? Is that a name? Is that a guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since that's the only one I know, let's get him. <laughs> let's get him. <laughs> I, do, you know, do you know who I'd like to see again was Jeff Cobb. He showed up before. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't remember what happened with him. I can't remember um, if he, it was a contract dispute or something. That's what it was. He was supposed to have a contract, and um, I can't remember why, but he it, it fell through. I think there was a bit of fucking uh, hoo-ha on both sides. They weren't happy about it, and... Uh, he was still under contract with New Japan. He just went back to New Japan. But he's he's doing he's doing it all over the world. He's just a real classic indie guy. He came in for the inner circle, didn't he? Jericho brought him in to fight Moxley. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that was a good match. It was a good match. I think Jeff Cobb won, did he? Was that a screwy finish? Probably not. Probably lost. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but I, ju- I just remembered, yeah, I really liked that. It was a cool wee thing because... Um, Jericho was like, right, I'm going to pick your opponent. You need to get through them if you want to get to me. And it was uh, yeah. Jeff Cobb, big surprise. Do you know? Do you know what else would be cool? Is like they had they had a few people. So 
Do you remember when they were doing like the was it the open challenge with Cody Rhodes and you were getting like yeah Ricky Starks he came in through it yeah uh, Eddie Kingston came through it yep uh, Warhorse fought Cody Rhodes and he's awesome and then he never showed up again I think he's been on Dark a few times has he yeah uh, I hope I hope they get him in about for some reason that Ben Carter but I don't think he fought Cody I think he was just on a random episode of Dark Ben mm-hmm. Carter. And he's now signed to NXT UK. Right, okay. He was a uh, Seth Rollins young boy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Austin Aries, not Austin Aries. Austin Creed, Austin Creed, Austin Theory. Austin Theory. So, so what I've said there, I've said Austin Aries who's a completely different dude. Austin Creed, who's Xavier Woods, <laughs> and then the real dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin Theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them will be right just keep hitting the names um, before we go mate I'll just ask you uh, Smackdown Elimination Chamber has been announced so last week we were trying to figure out who we thought was going to be in it uh, but they've done something really weird with it uh, so they've decided that it's going to be Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens Daniel Bryan, Baron Corbin Jey Uso and Cesaro uh, no Roman Reigns so the belt's not on the line but what the winner gets is an immediate title match with Roman Reigns. So as soon as the Elimination Chamber's finished, the winner has to take on Roman Reigns for the belt. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, what is the point of having this Elimination Chamber match in the first place? You you get yeah, your winner and then fucking Roman Reigns is just going to rip them apart in minutes, isn't it? It'll be a good match. Yeah. And it'll show off some good, good talent and all of that, but... You're not actually going to get anything exciting afterwards. I guess, yeah, it's it's dumb. It's like, I don't. I actually don't get why the heels would want to be in this match. So the likes of Baron Corbin and Sami Zayn and these guys, who they're 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 chicken shit heels. Yeah. Why why would you want to? So I can see why Daniel Bryan would want to do it. Or Kevin Owens would want to do it, right? Because they want to. Because they think they can win this and then beat Roman. Right? Yeah. Because they're they're that kind of babyface. And you could probably throw Cesaro in there as well, even though he's kind of a tweener right now. Yeah, he's in the transition, isn't he? Yeah, and Jey Uso's in there just so he can fuck up everyone. And, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just like make it really, a really easy challenge for Roman Reigns. Or win himself yeah. and just lay down for If Roman he wins, Reigns. he'll just lie down, yeah. That's it. So why So why do Sammy and Baron Corbin want to be in this? Because it's not an opportunistic kind just of thing. Just nothing else to do, is there? It's just this season in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. They just need to fill some time. Oh, I know. What you boys doing? I know. I've got I've got a camera crew with me. <laughs> nah, fuck fuck game. You can uh, you can go in the chamber. Baron Corbin, what you doing? I had these two henchmen, but you sacked one of them because of Corona. So I've got one. Ah, oh, nah, fuck fuck that guy off. You're in the chamber as well. Oh, that's brutal, isn't it? Yeah, I I was liking the whole Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode wanting to be. In a pod together for the match. Yeah, that, that's what they were trying to get to at the start. Like, oh no, we're tag team champions. We're a unit. Like, ah, yeah. right, aye. Get get as many guys in there as you want. See when they've got like this situation where there's no crowd. This is when they should fuck about with that stuff and experiment. Get as, get like ten guys in there or something. Just yeah, something I know. You daft. Should... Yeah, I think I think they have been quite experimental since the start of it all. But there's always room for more. Oh, yeah, and. I don't know who do you, who who do you think wins this? I want Cesaro to win. Okay. Because I think this will just be him showing off. Now, he's been here for fucking years, two thousand and eight mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. But um, aye, he's never had the big run. You know, he's not going to win the match afterwards, but at least get him up there to see that he could be in the title picture for the next year or whatever in some good main event matches. So 
so do you think if if Cesaro does win, do you think then that would have to kind of lead to a WrestleMania match, wouldn't it? Nah, well, I would think so, unless it's like a big match for him, but it'll be Edge, Winter Edge, Roman Reigns, what we were saying. Yeah. This has just got to be Cesaro's five minutes in the light to show what he can do and then fucking throw him like upper mid-card again for a few months and then after Mania, maybe get him to win something to get him in the title picture. Yeah. Who who have you got your money on? I feel like Jey Uso's going to win it. And he's going to lay down for Roman Reigns. Yeah, just lay down for him. Yeah, and then Edge is going to come in and challenge. He's going to spear Roman Reigns to fuck and then just be like, look, me and you at Mania. But the other option would be if you want to go down the Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns route of Mania, which I think was something they were considering a while ago, then you have him win, you have Roman screw him, and then you build up to that to then fight at Mania. I don't know if you make it a triple threat with Edge or if you have Edge beat fucking Drew or whoever the fuck. Remember years ago at WrestleMania they had like a double championship match. They had one championship match and then the winner of that went on to fight Bret Hart or something. Yeah. Like years ago. Do, do something like that. Night one, night two. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah exactly. You've, you've, got, you've got two nights to play with. Yeah, they could do something like that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So I'm going to say Jey Uso and are you saying Cesaro? Cesaro or Jey Uso wins. He lies down. And Miz cashes in and pins him. Okay, mate. Well, we'll add that to our predictions for Elimination Chamber. Yeah, because the Miz has pulled his cell out of the Raw Chamber now. Oh, did he? I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Raw. Uh did you not catch? It was like the first fucking half hour or something before I fell asleep. But Miz has pulled his cell out the Elimination Chamber, and Kofi Kingston's taking his place. Oh, okay. That's quite cool. So that will keep Miz fresh. I think he's got to cash in at Chamber, and he's got to lose now after Raw yeah. last night. Yeah, I've I've I would I've been thinking that for a while now. Just that, and I hope so because I think they just need the fucking money in the bank reset now. Yeah. As as soon as Miz won it off Otis, I was like, okay, well this year's one's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you've got the money in the bank, you need like the big crowd reaction, the big pop to get the excitement going. It's hard doing it whenever you're just pressing a button to get cheers. Or hopefully people are just smashing their keyboards, like I said. <laughs> 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 Right, so for next week's Dynamite then, Mikey, what we've got is FTR versus Matt Seidel and Mike Seidel. I didn't know there was a Mike Seidel. Don't know if he's his brother or what. Uh, So, what do you reckon? Who who would you take there? The Seidel brothers or FTR? FTR. Yeah. FTR. Yeah. This will be their big return. They've just had their three-week stint of partying wrestlers yeah. court just to uh, yeah. just keep their big bags of flour backstage <laughs> the pablo escobar <laughs> flour <laughs> yeah so you, you thinking the same yeah ftr jurassic express will probably show up make their presence felt yeah i think so i think there'll be a confrontation after the match um as well we've we could see the payoff between hangman adam page teaming with matt hardy and private party Taking on TH2 and <sighs> Chaos Project, who's. <laughs> yeah, Serpentico and Luther. So we'll get oh, some quality well, content next week. We, yeah. What, what has Luther done this week on Dynamite? Oh, I love I love that. It's my favourite content. <laughs> um, it's got to be Hangman Matt and Private Party. Yeah, no doubt fucking Luther will pin his cell or some shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> so are you are you betting against your man as well? No, no, I'll I'll take Luther. I think he's had enough internet hate. I think he's got to pull one out the bag and do me proud. Luther for the win. <laughs> um, next it will be more of the AEW Women's Championship tournament matches. We've got Serena Deeb versus Rio. Ah. Serena Deeb, she's the NWA Women's Champion now. Not yeah. fucking Thunder Rosa. But right. Double champ. Double champ. Double champ. I I feel like it's going to be Rico because we've not seen her for ages, right? And she was the first ever champion. Yeah, she's going the to have first to make her, champion, her, her wasn't presence she, yeah. felt. Yeah, so I, so I think she's going to get quite far in the tournament. Yeah. Yep, I reckon, it's, I, I reckon Rio will get it. Um, okay. As well, we are recording on the Tuesday. Yesterday, we had the Japan side for the championships. That was up on YouTube. Don't know the results. Don't know how far they are, if Not it was only around one or whatever. <laughs> but we'll catch that later. Yeah. Um, Sting will be calling out Team Taz. Yeah, that's happening. Because we've not seen that for like four weeks now. No. <laughs> Did he catch the car? That's that's my question. Do you think he caught it? Oh, I don't know. He might still be running after them. And I mean, like the car did get a head start. <laughs> Either the petrol runs out or Sting runs out, or maybe it's just like lights on, lights off, and Sting appears inside the car. Ah, <laughs> oh, now now they need to shoot that for next week. Sting confronts Team Taz. He just appears in the car with them. Great boys. <laughs> What's happening? In bitch seat. <laughs> It's like, guys, can you please stop dragging my mate behind your car? <laughs> it's like, he's my partner. We've got some shit happening in two weeks' time. Please. It's like, guys, have you ever heard of the Geneva Convention? Because you're breaking it right now. <laughs> and then the last match we've got, we've already discussed, was the Young Bucks versus Proud and Powerful. I don't even know if that's what the, the name they're going by now, if that's a bit too close for uh, political stances. But Santana yeah, and Ortiz... I don't, I don't know what could happen here. I, th- I want Santana and Ortiz to win. I wonder if Inner Circle yeah. would get involved and then that's them got the belts within the stable. Or if uh, Jericho yeah. and MJF get pissed off because they got a title shot before them. Yeah. You got any thoughts for it? You think there's going to be any screws or is it a, a clean match? I don't think it's going to be clean. I mean, the Young Bucks are tweeners. Uh, Santana and Ortiz are supposed to be heels. So, yeah. And then you've got the Good Brothers, you've got the Inner Circle, you've got Sammy Guevara, maybe. This is going to be your final Stramash. match of the night, Stramash, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be all Stramash wrestling. <laughs> so who are you taking? Who are you taking? Um, I'm going to take the Inner Circle. Inner Circle, okay. Yeah. I'll I'll take I'll take the Bucks. I see the Bucks if they're tweeners. I wonder if at some point they'll come out for one side of the entrance each. If Matt's heel and Nick's face, they just nice. come out for one side and then meet in the middle. Like, ah, oh, so so who's the cunt this week? <laughs> okay, I like that. Um, yeah, that's fucking. That's all we've got for next week on AEW. Fucking elimination chambers are week Sunday, isn't it? It is. No, it's this Sunday. This Sunday. It's this Sunday. Sun. Uh, the twenty first, I believe. Sunday the twenty first. Ah well, so. That'll be another shape paper you have. I'll watch it. I'll watch anything. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what our results are going to be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I guess that's the end of the show. Well, thanks very much, Randy. Thank you, Mikey. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thanks for hosting, doing all this shit hot work. Yeah, well, I can't be here without you, mate. You're also doing an excellent job. Well, 
Next week, I'll be here without you. You return to the dreaded North Sea. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate, well, I guess I'll just start plugging the fucking bullshits then. So you can catch us on Instagram at Snapdragon Duplex. We're on Twitter at Dragon Duplex. Um, we've got a website, snapdragonduplex.co.uk. And we're on all the podcast places that you already know about because you're listening. We've also got a YouTube. Just search for Snapdragon Duplex. You'll find us there, the latest episodes. And Randy is on Twitch. What are you playing on Twitch just now, Andy? You still on uh, Fall Guys? I've been playing a bit of Fall Guys. I'm maxed out at level 40. I'm wanting to go for Resident Evil, but pick nice. for me. Will I go with 7 or will I go back with Resident Evil 2, the remake? Oh, well, I've heard good spot. things. I've heard good things about Resident Evil 2. That's it, I'll go back on 2. I say back nice on, one. I started it, I've done 5 minutes and I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> so where can you find you at Twitch? Catch me on Twitch at Randy Phil. Resident Evil 2. Let's go. Let's go. Watch Randy shit himself online <laughs> for free at Twitch. 